This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild offseason. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at house. Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football. On the seventh day of Christmas, the NFL has given the Miami Dolphins their franchise left tackle. Welcome into Finsider Radio. This is the Jake and Josh Show. It's been a little while. We're excited to be back here joining you guys. And it wouldn't be a Jake and Josh Show without a little bit of Josh. So, Josh, how did you deal a whole week without the Dolphins signing a left tackle? We survived it, and here we are. The voice is in my head, man. I mean, they were going back and forth. I mean, I think we all felt that way, right? You know, we all thought it was a done deal. Then video surfaced yesterday. He was in Texas. Everyone was spinning out of control. I'm just thankful, man, that we woke up. And I mean, it does kind of feel a little bit like, you know, Christmas morning, you woke up and there's Teron Armstead underneath the Christmas tree. What better feeling? Dude, that must be a huge Christmas tree. The, big, the biggest Christmas tree to have him under there. Honestly, we, we should just call him the Christmas tree for now. Uh, just how he lights up that offensive line and opposing defensive lines. But man, to kind of hear about this signing, uh, there were a lot of lot of angry tweets for about a week that the Dolphins weren't going to sign Armstead. There were Chris Greer quotes being brought up from, you know, weeks, months ago about how they liked the, where the offensive line was. Um, so, man, th- this kind of feels pretty good. The deal's worth up to $87.5 million, $43 million guaranteed. That doesn't really mean too much to us. It's not our money. Uh, but when you kind of boil it down at, at the bare minimum, man, a five-year deal, 15 mil per year, I mean, when the Dolphins traded Laramie Tunsil to the Texans, I believe they restructured his contract where he was making about $22 million a year. So give me a couple thoughts about how you feel about this uh, contract. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about in the last podcast, I think it was ESPN that was projecting, you know, this thing could get upwards of 93 million. I think I then saw someone actually wrote an article that they would offer him a hundred million plus dollar contract, you know, in one of those free agency pieces. So um, he was by many accounts, you know, the number one guy out there on the market. I call him the bell of the ball. I mean, to think that Chris Greer, I guess, you know, made this happen. I guess that's what has me the most surprised. I mean, we know the Dolphins need to help at the left tackle. We know what he's going to bring as far as leadership. But I mean, part of the doubt in all of this was that Chris Greer is just not going to, you know, put it all together and and bring in this high price free agent. He made it happen. So I'm excited, man. When the numbers came out, though, I definitely thought, wow, the Dolphins got a little bit of a bargain there, you know, a lot cheaper than what the market was kind of leaning towards. But um, I definitely think this is a difference maker. I guess my biggest concern, Jake's going to be with injuries, as we'll talk about. But what an awesome signing. And just to think Think what that's going to do for all those young players, you know, Austin Jackson, Liam Eikenberg, Robert Hunt, you know, all those young uh, Kinley. I mean, Rob Jones, we have a, a lot of young offensive linemen to bring in a guy like Teron Armstead should completely change that room. So I'm stoked, man. What about you, Josh? I think we're all kind of I don't want to say hurt, uh, but maybe getting over the Mike Tannenbaum era of kind of I Mike Tannenbaum, for all we know, might have been on ESPN seeing that uh, I'd offer this guy this much money and straight up doing that because, I mean, whether it was uh, Mike Wallace, Nadama Kansu, the Dolphins were making moves on day one. And if I remember correctly, man, the the theoretical contracts we'd hear was actually pretty similar to what the Dolphins were giving these guys. So to kind of see them slow things up and we're getting the idea, man, I think one of our biggest gripes about Chris Greer was he doesn't hit swing for those home runs, right? If he sees a risk, he hasn't always been the guy to, you know, take that risk or, to, or take that chance uh, in terms of maybe going for that big swing day one, trading up in the draft, whatever it may be. So I think that's where fans started to get a little nervous because you saw, dude, I still go back every time. I might, I feel like a broken record, but that 2013 season, man, or off season where they signed four or five, six big time free agents on the first day. I, I think fans are just so used to that. The fact the Dolphins were able to negotiate this, take their time, understand that this is the guy they want. I, I mean, that's not really rocket science. They kind of do that, uh, but not to get on someone else's ride in the sense of playing at their speed. The Dolphins under Chris Greer have always played at their own speed. We can make, you know, a, podcast series about if that's a fast speed, a slow speed, whatever it may be. But I think that's my biggest takeaway is this is a team that made a deal that felt right for them. I was never in a huge rush to sign anyone, but man, th this feels pretty good. Again, more than anything, it's not my money. It ain't my money. And that's just what we're going to continue to preach. I guess I do have to admit, I was really high on Lael Collins. I thought maybe the Dolphins should bring him in. I think he signed a very nice deal there with Cincinnati. But I mean, Teron Armstead apparently was the guy the Dolphins wanted this entire time. I don't think that any legit report came out that they were really interested in Collins. And I don't know if Collins was interested in Miami. But from a perspective of pro football focus, throw it out there with a grain of salt, man. This is one of the best pass blocking tackles in all of football. He rated with an 85.6 last year. That was fourth in the NFL. And then I can run down his numbers. In 2020, it was fifth, 2019 fifth, 2018 second, 2017 sixth, 2016 seventh, and then 2015 third. So, uh, Jake, I really can't stop picturing that whole Trent Williams. I retweeted it because I didn't realize I had it in the holster there, but I, I can't stop picturing him coming in motion, just depleting people. Or, you know, looking back at that Christmas Day game, I think it was against the Minnesota Vikings. You see the highlights going around, man. He took the one guy and put him into the stands. I mean, this is just a whole different monster, a whole different presence on that offensive line. And I guess, you know, the Dolphins had a pretty good offseason so far. You know, you heard all the analysts say, I, I liked what they did with Monster improving the run game, you no know, Ingold, Connor Williams, different things like that. But this was that home run thing that kind of tipped everything over and just, you know, gave this Dolphins, a, in my opinion, probably one of their best offseason 
seasons in due time. I know we can hang that banner and that doesn't mean anything, but uh, again, I think, you know, with how well the AFC got this off season, the dolphins had to make some moves and going out there and landing the top tackle, a guy that, again, I just can't stop raving about what he's going to do for those younger players. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, Josh, you mentioned it, but but I kind of want to talk detail about it for a minute. You mentioned him coming in motion. If no one knows what we're talking about or people don't know, uh, there was a play that Trent Williams was lined up as a fullback. Um, and then he came in motion. He went to the left side and all of a sudden everyone on the defensive end uh, was like waving like the ball's coming this way. And then right before the snap, Williams charging to that other side of the line. Uh, I think it was like a six yard gain when you needed three yards. And, and that's kind of been Miami's biggest issue. But what makes Williams special is his uh, athleticism. Excuse me. And Armstead is the same way. He's a very athletic guy. And one thing I always go back to Josh is one of my friends, uh, the dolphins, I mean, breaking news, their offensive line has been really bad for some time. Like why not just get the five biggest fattest guys and throw them there? Well, because the NFL is going away from a scheme, a tradition of just having big guys. There are some very, very athletic 300-pound dudes. I mean, Christian Wilkins, man, is a perfect example. And what Armstead does with his athleticism is what makes him special. But at the same time, that athleticism can be hindered by injuries. This is a guy who has not played 16 games in his entire career, Josh. Is that a concern for you? Are you worried? Is this going to be a situation? I look back, man, I said it before, Brandon Albert, he played 16 games once in his three years with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so that is kind of the risk reward here. That's why players get to free agency sometimes are those question marks. But again, it's not my money. I, I see the risk. I'm cool with the risk and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, anyone that says there's not an injury concern there would be lying to you. I mean, it's the same way they can sit there and say they don't think Tua is injury prone, right? I mean, he's had the injuries. Yeah. You can't sit there and say that, that isn't a little bit of a concern. We can run down the list. 2013, played six games, 14, 14 games, 15, 13. In 2016, he was in seven games. In 2017 and 18, he played in 10. The most of his career was in 2019 when he played in 15. And then last season, he only played in eight games. So, um, Jake, again, I don't think none of any of that matters, right? I mean, it ain't our money. And at the end of the day, this offensive line is still going to be better for, what, 10 games than it has been in years past. And, again, um, I, I, I don't – I mean, it has in years past, Jake, and I just think that – um, again, that risk is worth the reward and they really didn't have any other options, right? What did you want uh, Chris Greer to do? I mean, he had all the resources in the world and you know, that ended up with Austin Jackson, some of these other pieces. I mean, they needed to make us, they needed to go out there and solidify this offensive line and they did it in the best way they could. I don't know if you saw it, Jake, but, um, it just seems so weird that they made this signing and then everyone's raving about it. I mean, I have some quotes here, Robert Mays of the athletic based on everything I know about Teron Armstead, the dolphins didn't just get a top tier left tackle. They also got someone who can be a shining example for a young offensive line room. And then Duke Mayweather, the guy that leaked that video, he put uh, the Miami Dolphins just got a culture changer that can do it all in pass protection and the run game, but will also bring the young guys along with him. And because of that, you win games because of Teron Armstead. I know we all saw the video of him and uh, I think it was Sean Payton praised him, you know, at the end of his career when he hung it up. So dude, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it um, at that age. Now we're offensive linemen can do that to me. So um, I'm excited. Yeah. That leadership. And when we look back to last season, uh, I thought the biggest issue with Miami's offensive line was there was so much youth. You didn't see some anyone as that, you know, safety net, whether it was that center who's putting everyone in the right position. Dude, our center two years ago, Ted Caress. I mean, he just got a three-year deal with the Bengals after playing one year back with the Patriots. So I think the Dolphins have had decent players come through here on that offensive line, and I think they still might have some guys. But when you have one key weakness, it's so easy to make everyone else kind of fall on themselves and collapse. So I'm kind of hoping 
that, you know, Armstead becomes that guy who is that leader, can have that direction, the offensive line, when, you know, a defense is going to come at them with schemes they're not going to be able to know how to handle. Having someone like Armstead, hopefully he can help you uh, right the ship, Josh, and for the right side of Miami's offensive line, what are you putting together? Dude, I've seen you putting together so many videos this last week. What do you think they're going to do with that right side of the offensive line? If we're under the impression Armstead, Connor Williams, those are going to be the two guys on the left side. Yeah, and as of now, we got Dieter in the middle. I don't know, Jake, if I'm sure you've seen this meme before. It's like a horse that like starts out really nice, drawn, and then at the end of it, it like yes. becomes this like squeal. Someone posted that and said, This is what the Dolphins offensive line looks like. And they obviously forgot Robert Hunt's there at right guard. But dude, is that not just the perfect picture? I mean, for me, I would love to sit here and say you can move Robert Hunt to right tackle and everything would work out well because I do think we have a lot more guards on this roster than we do tackles. I mean, um, we got Robert Jones that can play guard, you know, Kinley, uh, um, Jesse Davis can play guard. We've seen Robert Hunt there. So, you know, Liam Eikenberg, I mean, I'm going off, but tackles the biggest issue. So I think this is going to go into camp. We're going to see maybe I joked a fatal four-way battle. You know, maybe we have Liam Eikenberg um, versus Robert Hunt versus Jesse Davis. Am I missing someone? I'm sorry. I'm spinning out of control here. A guy I like, Josh, too. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, Larnell Coleman. We spoke about him when he went. He was either a seventh round pick or undrafted. And I'm not saying he's going to walk in here and be a starter. uh, But the reason he went from UMass to the NFL uh, was because he had the frame, right? He had the long arms. And it was all about developing that technique based on what we're hearing about Armstead. And it's important to keep in mind here, man. Everyone's saying something good about Armstead either is speaking to someone who got paid because of Armstead being successful or someone who just got paid because of Armstead being successful. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but obviously, man, they're going to come out and say these good things. But having that leader, I mean, Larnell Coleman is another guy. Again, I'm not going to say he's going to be a starter or anything, but if he's going to become a starter, I think having someone like Armstead in front of him is a great way to kind of get your legs moving. I, I agree, and I wasn't sure which four guys I threw out there, but I have Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, Liam Eikenberg, and Jesse Davis. So, yeah. I mean, could they go into camp with those four battling out? I don't know. I would hate to move Robert Hunt after how well he looked at guard. But, again, I, I feel like there's more guards on this roster. Solomon I guess my, Kinley. Solomon Kinley, the big fish. Have you Cheeks, seen videos yeah. of him? I've, I, someone was tagging me in some of those the other day, man. He's looking like a lean, mean fighting machine. So, again, the Dolphins have so many options, and we can't even overlook, man. Yes, Armstead's going to change this offensive line. Yes, Connor Williams is, you know. But the coaching, Mike McDaniel, you know, Mm -hmm. Frank Smith, all these different guys they brought in this offseason that have had experience in the run game with the offensive line. I mean, you got to feel good about that. Some other moves here, Jake, that we have written down that we didn't talk about in the last podcast that honestly also booster the run game is uh, the Dolphins signed Raheem Moster to a one-year deal worth about $3.125 million. And then Alec Ingold, one of the top fullbacks in all of football, to a two-year deal worth $7.5 million. So give me your thoughts on that, Jake, because again – so much of the fall on Tua came on Tua's shoulders, but we didn't even look into how poorly that offensive line played, how there was no run game. I mean, all of that's going to be so much different this season. Give me your thoughts. Most are, it's, a, it's a return to Miami. Wasn't he originally undrafted and spent uh, preseason here? 2015, yep. Wow. Wow, Dude, seven years ago. That's crazy. Um, the one thing about the Boaster deal that uh, you have written down here that it was the most obvious thing ever, and you could not be uh, more spot on with that, uh, but seeing this deal, and seeing the other deals being made in the league, dude, I don't know if Chase Edmonds is, is a good signing. I might say that might actually be the worst signing of the offseason. And I'm not saying it's bad, uh, but when you see what you got with Mostert, uh, 
I would have loved to do Ernest Johnson, something like that, where this is again, bandaging that, you know, running back room where I guess I was kind of hoping maybe a little bit of a shot in the dark, a home run swing there, uh, but it doesn't seem to be the case, but generally dude, if he can come back and be relatively healthy, I mean, he fits exactly what the dolphins are going to try to do. He fits uh, to his strength pretty well. He's a very quick guy. He's going to find his success in pitches zone runs to the outside, you know, catching the ball out of the uh, backfield. I believe, man, he has the third largest yards per attempt of all time. Uh, I could be a hundred percent lying about that, but that's what I believe I saw. That's, that sounds like a a perfect stat to me, Jake. I I mean, (laughs) we're we're sticking with it. (laughs) I want to throw out this quote from monster. I'm blessed and honored that he's still taking a chance on me at the end of the day. That is all you need is one person believing in you. The sky is the limit. Everyone has a journey in life. All it takes is that one person believing in you. He then went on to mention how, you know, it almost seemed like he was destined to follow Mike McDaniel wherever he ended up. They kind of had talks about that, I guess, maybe following him in next endeavor. So kind of cool that he's back. He admitted how awesome it is to come full circle. And he did end his presser by saying, I don't want to get Dolphin fans too excited, but they did just get a special player. Before we jump into Alec Ingold, Jake, I normally do not scroll Twitter when we are chatting, but I just went on there and Ian Rappaport is saying that Tyreek Hill is on the trade block. So I feel like that's one of those uh, things that in the perfect Madden world, we would be throwing all sorts of shit at. Um, I'm sorry that we're interrupting this podcast, but Jets and Dolphins are in serious talks. Adam Schefter just, oh my, dude, we're recording a show when news is breaking. This is incredible. There are talks between the Jets and the Wait, Dolphins with sick? the Chiefs. Adam Schefter just, he just tweeted, the Shut Jets the... and the Dolphins are the two teams looking to trade for Tyreek no. Hill. Dude. <laughs> no. Dude, but if he goes to the Jets, oh my God. <laughs> Let me hear it, Josh. Let me, what's I, going I, through your head right now? I'm just, I'm, I mean, how would, how would you feel if they just got Teron Armstead and then they followed it up with trading for Tyreek Hill? I mean, and adding him to this offense, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Mike Gesicki, I mean, if Tua doesn't, I, I don't know, man. I lost for words. I That's one of those things that, holy f- dude, I thought you were just joking when you said that Adam Schefter was tweeted. <laughs> holy shit. Your thoughts. Jets and Dolphins. Here's the full quote. Jets and Dolphins are in serious talk to trade for Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill per league source. Hill and Chiefs are bowling what to do, but Hill's time in KC looks like it could be coming to an end. Josh. There's off the field baggage that comes with Tyreek Hill. Uh, I, I, we can go off for hours about that, but man, I mean, what would you trade? Uh, I'm going to bring up his contract, but before I even do that, um, I have an Adam Schefter, another tweet. Uh, are the two teams now vying for Tyreek Hill talking about the Jets and Dolphins who's expected to lead to receive a massive contract extension from the team that trades for him. So dude, I just recorded <laughs> five minutes talking about how Chris Greer isn't going to take that big calculated swing. And this seems like that would be the way to do it. Uh, you figure, man, he's going to get a new contract extension here. I don't even have to look it up that uh, what franchise tag was about 18, 19 million dollars. You got to think this isn't going to be a guy who gets close to 20 million dollars a year. Uh, so you figure that you're going to have to give a new contract. You figure we saw the trades already happening with Devonte Adams. Uh, what would you give up? What would be the whether draft capital players? What would have to be given up uh, for Tyreek Hill? And like one more Adam Chapter tweet. Uh, Dolphins assistant GM Marvin Allen was the Chiefs director of college scouting for five years from 2013 to 2017 when Kansas City drafted Tyreek Hill. So, Josh, the floor is yours. Injected into my veins, Jake. I mean, it has to start with number 29, right? That would be the first pick I'd get rid of. And I, I mean, you, 
I don't know that two first is what you would offer. I mean, that it, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that that would be way too high, right? Two first would be a little high, but it's Tyreek Hill. I mean, this is one of the best and most explosive players in football. So if you're asking me, I would offer number 29 and then, you know, maybe a conditional, what, second? Conditional third that could become a second? I, I'm not very good with this, man. But I think if you can get Tyreek Hill the player for two first-round picks, I'm going to, I'm going to say you do, especially with the Dolphins having two next year as well. Right. I mean, I say you fucking do it. You shoot for the moon. The reason we're so mediocre, the reason the Dolphins can't <laughs> compete. I mean, you see Russell Wilson's the AFC, Deshaun Watson. We can go down the list of all the AFC quarterbacks. If you want to compete, you need to make bold moves like this. If the jets do it, man. I mean, is that not a fucking instant game changer for the AFC East? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the compensation. I'm not good with that, but I would make this happen. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. First and foremost, Josh, can we just put a Spider-Man meme up of Brandon Elbert and Mike Wallace pointing at Tyreek Hill and Tarana Armstead? Just in case. Just we, want to put that out there. Yeah, and then just uh, in case. Did you say Brandon Marshall? Because are we going to do Brandon Marshall and Tyreek Hill? Is that what you said? Or no, you Brandon say, Elbert. And, oh, yeah, and, uh, Toronto, Toronto Armstead. But then when the Dolphins end up trading for Tyreek Hill, then we can do what? Brandon Marshall? Was that not the biggest uh, receiver trade the Dolphins have made in our lifetime, probably? Yeah, uh, you're 100% right about that one. Man, you're. I don't know if the, you got the heart emojis blocking your vision or what, but I, I I think that's pretty steep what you're talking about, a first and a second. I would even try the Dolphins sitting at 29 seem like destined as a team to trade back. So maybe you do a first and second round flop. Uh, you give up your first round pick. Kansas City sends back a second, and maybe you can swing in a, a third or a fourth round pick. That's what I'd try to do, man, because you're still paying him a very, very big contract. And I think the second someone is on the block like this, it might diminish their trade value a little bit. Again, Tyree Kill is awesome, a great player. Uh, so probably not too, too much. But, man, you, you got to pay that big contract. And if Casey's ready to move him, I I would hope, hope, hope maybe that'd be a cool way to do it is where you trade your first for Kansas City's second and Tyree Kill and you throw in maybe even a third and a fourth. You know, the Dolphins have struggled with those third and fourth round picks to, you know, move. We wanted them for so long to use those picks to move in the draft uh, up for a running back or, or down, whatever it may be. Why not use them here to move and get that wide receiver? Yeah, what did the, um? I say that, and what did um 
the Browns give up for Amari Cooper? Because Amari Cooper is actually younger Fifth. than Tyree Kill. <laughs> He's actually younger yeah. than Tyree Kill. I mean, I know they're not the same players, and I mean, they're both elite wide receivers, but they're two different players. So I, I guess I was absolutely shooting a little too high there, Jake. Let's go with the first and the conditional third. And if you know the Dolphins win a playoff game, we'll we'll jump it up to a second. Um, <laughs> but dude, I, I just I can't be- I just can't believe that it drops. So you know, I just threw it out there as like a hypothetical, and then you're immediately breaking with all these Schefter quotes, man. So um, I don't. T- today th- these next few days are going to be even fucking more str- stressful than the last two right jake i mean this is this is crazy man um before we wrap it up we got to talk about two other signs the dolphins had i want to get your thoughts on uh, alec ingold again i think that it changes the running game obviously uh mike mcdaniel's offense wide zone scheme loves the fullback i put down here he's the best fullback since larry zonka that was more throwing shade at larry zonka but you took it a little bit differently jake so give me your thoughts on ingold a guy that he said himself he's a football player no matter what he does he's going to find a way on that football field so Excited for what he brings that run game. The disrespect to Lusaka Polite. Third and fourth. I think he must have been a thousand percent on those third and fourth uh, and one runs. He could always get you one yard when you need it. And he'd always get you one yard when you need more than one yard. That was what was special about Lusaka Polite. But Josh, I like this signing because this offense, we're going to see things that are going to be so unique because, uh, the doll who the Dolphins just trade for, who we saw them, uh, him doing a wheel route, uh, in San Fran, doing the Albert Wilson play. Uh, I'm, I'm really struggling C- over here, Cedric Wilson, right now. Cedric Dow- Wilson. Yeah, coming- mm-hmm. So he didn't have the same skill set as Albert Wilson. What I'm, I guess, I'm trying to get at is we could see Alec Ingold being that guy also running real routes because what I think the Dolphins are going to try to do and what's going to make this offense so fun is they're just going to try to pick on matchups. They're going to try to isolate matchups and we're going to see different players running different routes where, you know, you're going to have that, your hand in your popcorn and then point at the screen saying, why, why, why do we have to have Albert Wilson running it if we can have a fullback running it? And the conversation is going to be so much more deeper than that. But I think that's what's going to be exciting about Ingold is because you have someone who can run between the tackles and get the one, two, three yards, but someone who's talented enough where if he can get that isolation on a defensive end and get a wheel route, I think he could get by him, make the catch, or at least move the chains. I think that is really uh, where I'm excited for about with this uh, signing. Yeah, you're right. Not only is he going to be that presence in the run game, but this guy can also catch the football. And again, I think it just goes back to just thinking about Mike McDaniel and you hear all these players talking about how he's not necessarily his scheme. It's just the way he built his offense to best suit his players. So I'm excited with all these different weapons. He also The Dolphins also signed uh, Trent Sherfield, a former San Francisco 49ers wide receiver. Uh, he was asked about Mike McDaniel and said, Mike is a genius, man. The way he's able to break down the defense, put players in position to make plays. It's honestly really amazing. He's a mastermind. I can't wait to get that offense. I can't wait to get into that offense and get ready to go to work. So um, again, Jake, we hear mastermind, offensive genius. What are your thoughts on that? This looks like a guy that's just going to come in, compete, can maybe be a presence on special teams, but I love hearing the genius. I love hearing all this stuff, man. You know who else we heard that about, right? Googly eye gaze, right? Yeah, Googly eye gaze, baby. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that I do this, man. I think it's you, you kind of just. You always cover- do because I'm the positive and you try to be that yin and the yang. You're like the good cop, bad cop, I guess. Because <laughs> Tannehill hurt me. All right, I'm just going to go out and say I defended that guy for so long and, and saw the vision and understood everything and like. Oh, he just needs the deep threat of Mike Wallace. Oh, he, he needs a left tackle. We'll, we'll bring in Brandon Elbert. We never had a play caller. You know, we had Mike Sherman sleeping. We had Bill Lazor doing whatever the hell Bill Lazor does. Adam Gase, he, he's a genius. Let's bring him in. And so I don't know if it's just covering the team for a little while. You start to pick up on, I guess, the coaching lingo, the trends. But, uh, man, you still like to hear it. You know, you don't want someone to get paid millions of 
values by a team and then say, yeah, the coach is all right. So I like the idea that everyone's kind of going with the offensive guru, the offensive genius. Um, I kind of block it out a little bit. And, and Josh, to be honest, I think the best way to wrap up the show is to have one more, take a deep breath. Let's talk about this Tyree kill thing one more time, because you think about it, man, Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. That is a combination. That would be something, something special. Uh, the dolphins, they just, you know, you got to think about, uh, Armstrong Armstead, excuse me, what his contract's going to look like. So you got to figure out that, uh, you got to shuffle a couple players here. You're going to have to make smooths, whether it's cutting Jesse Davis. There's a couple other guys you can cut. And uh, Charles Robinson, Josh, is just tweeting, and then I'll give you the floor. Uh, Chiefs aiming for at least two first-round picks. Dolphins have two first-round picks next season. They got 29 this year. 29 is a first-round pick, man, but that seems more like a second-round pick with some extra paint job on it. So, you see that two round, two first round pick price tag. That's obviously a lot more than what I was just talking about. The four is yours, Joshua. Yeah, man. I mean, I think what Kansas City wants and what they're going to get is going to be two different things, especially if, you know, they're that far apart on a new deal. I mean, do they even have the cap space to make that happen? I love how you mentioned some of the cuts the Dolphins can make because when we came into the, a previous podcast, we know we named out Fajilium, you know, all these different guys. Eric Rose, one of them, Adam Butler. I mean, if they want to make cap space to get Tyreek Hill onto the, on the roster, I mean, they absolutely can. So I hear the two first. I mean, that's definitely uh, very high. But I think if you can make that a, a compensatory pick, that, you know, a second where if he does X amount, you know, it boosts up to a first. I don't know, man. But for a playmaker like Tyreek Hill, a guy that's an absolute game changer, I guess my biggest concern, and I hate that this is how we're going to close this, Jake. Damn, I hate that we're going to do this. I love Tua more than anything, but part of Tyreek Hill's game is that deep ball, right, man? I mean, are people not going to be shitting all over Tua when he, uh, you know, throws one into the grass, you know, a couple yards shy of Tyreek Hill is streaking wide open downfield? Dude, that 20-yard box, man, you, you got to get a quarterback that can throw outside that 21, 20-yard box. Dude, that that's the concern. Um, You kind of hope you go back to that Tua didn't have enough time in the pocket excuse, uh, which is a legitimate excuse, don't get me wrong. He had a couple good deep throws. I think we all remember a couple from Jakeem Grant uh, being the, thrown one way. And then he had another. the longest throw, and I think he had the whole the longest throw last season, air yards or something, according to Next Gen, or maybe it was just week 18, one of those things. Just like Kalen Balazs had yeah. the fastest throw. Uh, yeah, I mean, that dude was faster than Lightning McQueen at one point. Um, so I, I had to throw that out there. I mean, you know, someone's going to bring it up. I personally, again, thought Tua had a very nice deep ball in college. So hopefully some of that comes back, man, but it just comes – I just can't believe that the Dolphins are sitting here getting ready to put together potentially a video game offense, man. I mean, how deadly would that be? Is this not 99 overall in Madden? So the thing that I think is we're not talking about at all, everyone's saying, man, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill, that offense, devastating speed, that 99 overall speed for both of them. Does Devontae Parker get moved in this trade, do you think? Could that be a way you start to clear up some of this money? And you talked about how valuable he'd be to a contender that for that, that low. Deal. And how, I mean, mil? And Devontae Parker's healthy, man. I mean, he's he's legit. I mean, I can't imagine that Chiefs offense without Tyreek Hill, but dude, inject it into my veins. Uh, you got to, we got to do the Marino, man. F it, send it in all day, all day long. I, we do have to talk about the one thing, Olaf, come on, trying to recruit JC Treader. Was that not awesome? Saying that he'd do voice. You got to get him kids. on the hill. Yeah, had to throw Olaf out there, give him a shout out. We got to get uh, him talking to Tyree Kill's kids or something like that. I think that has to be moved. And one more final Adam Schefter quote, multiple teams were approached Schefter's about a potential hard. Tyree Kill trade, but the Jets and Dolphins emerged in recent days as the two finalists per sources. Ooh. Hill is now likely to wind up as a Jet or Dolphin. Josh, that to me sounds like we should end this show right now because that means the trade yeah. will be confirmed. Um, or, or we end the show now and 
the trade never happens and we're and it go, and he goes to the jets and we're yeah. <laughs> and that stupid fireman is happy as hell and we're all just well we, we still got to ron armstead we're is not Xavier gonna... and howard gonna be in that trade oh my god now we're starting to now you're going Charlie, Charlie tinfoil yeah. hats, we'll, baby. we'll have to do an episode <laughs> as soon as this happens but guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of the jake and josh show part of sb nations the finsider i'm josh house that's jake mendel we'll be back later this week if any tyree kill news breaks but enjoy the rest of your days guys and fins up fins up that was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the